Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Pop a top again. I've just got time for one more round. Set them up, my friend. Then I'll be gone. All right, welcome back to episode 43 of Two Drunk Brothers in a Podcast. Today, I've got a pretty loaded show for you, so we're going to get to stepping pretty goddamn quick. Um, we're going to move along through our NFL division, uh, re, uh, previews, I guess we only got two more. So we got the NFC West today. Um, after the NFC West, we are going to talk about NFC 241. I don't know why you're breathing in the mic like that, but it's super annoying. Um, you sound like I had no idea I was breathing in the mic. I was just waiting for you. You sound like that kid that like stalks Helga Pataki on Hey Arnold. That's what you just sound like. <laughs> and she, uh, psh, no, backhands right in the face. But yeah, NFC West. The uh, we get to talk about our beloved Rams and UFC 241. So let's get to cracking with it. Let's do uh, it. So uh, Rams first off. No, shut up. We're gonna play the. Add and then the clip, and then we're going to talk about it. So how about that? No, fuck it. Just kidding. Let's do it. Roll it in. Hey, everyone. As you know, we've been recording with Anchor for about a year now, and honestly, it's the best way to record a podcast. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast because A, it's free. B, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. I'm actually recording this ad from my phone, and they'll distribute your podcast to you for free to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and like 10 other platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership required, and it makes everything so simple. If you want to start a podcast today, go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. First and 10 from the 45 yard line. All right, here we go. On to the Rams. Let's try this one again. Their draft class, I mean, they didn't have a first-round pick, so it's hard, hard to love their draft. Didn't hate it, but um, other than that, they lost four pieces of their team. Roger Saffold, Dominican Sue, uh, LaMarcus Joyner, and Mark Barron while only adding Eric Weddle and Clay Matthews. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, my thing is, is it's hard to get better – because always our first question on these is, did they get better? It's hard to improve on a 13-win season. I mean, their two key pieces they lost were LaMarcus Joyner and what I think is Mark Barron. I don't think Indominus Sue was that, was that big of a key piece. He's only there for a year. Um, and they kind of replaced those with Eric Weddle and Clay Matthews. Yeah, so, that's what I was going to say. Anytime you add two playmakers like that, that's always good. Yeah, I mean, they're older. Uh, we'll talk more. I'll talk more about that later. Uh, I just think they kind of remain – you know, even keel, they didn't get better. They didn't get worse. Uh, their draft wasn't stellar. Um, like you said, they didn't have first round pick. They didn't almost picked almost the third round. So um, they got a, uh, they did pick up in the seventh round though. Last chance you stand out Dakota Allen. For, they did. Uh, 
They did. They did. Oh. EMC Texas Tech to EMCC back to Texas Tech. For those of you uh, last chance U fans, Dakota Allen. I really liked. Probably one of my favorite guys. Uh, he's probably one of my favorite characters. Characters. Yeah. Uh, people on last chance you fighting for a roster spot. I hope he get. I hope he gets it. But fuck the Rams. Um, yeah. So let's move on into our four main questions that we have: sleeper, breakout, bust, and MVP. Um, I guess I'll let you start off with sleeper. Yeah, I'm gonna try to keep these shorter than we have in past episodes, just because we do we do have a little bit of UFC talk about at the end. But my sleeper is gonna be Robert Woods, the wide receiver. Um, I feel like when you look at this receiving core, everyone thinks of like you know Brandon Cooks, Cooper Cup, and Robert Woods is kind of like that the redheaded stepchild that no one talks about. Um, but you got to put some respect on the dude's name. I mean, he's been in the league since he's 21. He's in his prime now at 27. Had a career career year last year, uh, over 1,200 yards and six touchdowns. That's also with Cooper Cup being injured a lot. Um, I expect him to, um, you know, kind of step up a, a bit while a lot of people are t- trying to peg him to step back because Cooper Cup's going to come back. Um, I think he's going to be good again. I think he's going to be a big piece in that offense. So um, sleeper for me is Robert Woods. I like that. I was having a tough time deciding if it was going to be between uh, Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. I mean, they're two – I mean, at this point, uh, pretty household names for wide receivers and especially in the NFC West. Uh, I mean, they just have a, a plethora of fucking wide receivers to work with over there. So um, I was going to pick Robert Woods, but I think it could go either or. I'm going to pick Cooper Cup. He did have uh, an, an injury that kind of took him out for the rest of the season last year. But um, I, I still think he's going to have a, a great year. Like I said, just the weapons they have there allows Jared Goff to spread the ball all over the field. So None of them are going to have a bad season if they're healthy. Uh, so if you are looking for an extra piece on their fantasy team, pick up one of them. For sure, for sure, most definitely. So with that being said, we're going to roll into the breakout. Um, I'll go ahead and go first. Mine's going to be Dante Fowler, the defensive end. Uh, this is going to be his first full year out in L.A. The fifth-year man out of Florida. Um, I think he's due for a big year. He was traded midseason last year, and in the eight games with the Rams, he accumulated 21 tackles four tackles for loss, and two sacks. Um, his Jackson numbers were good as well, but nothing like that in such a small sample size. So I think he's kind of poised to be the MVP of that defense um, really kind of this year. So I think he's going to have probably the best year of his career and kind of break out and come on come on to the scene for that Rams defense. The MVP of the defense? Are you forgetting they have the best defensive player in the league? You talking about Nicole Roby Coleman? Yeah. <laughs> um. No. Anyway, I'll I'll move on into my uh my breakout player of the uh for the Rams and that's Malcolm Brown. He's the uh the backup running back behind Todd Gurley and I really chose him because I think that he's going to get a lot more snaps than what people think and a lot more playing time. Even if Gurley does play, I think his availability is super limited. Uh I just think they're going to be careful with Gurley. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's going to even if he does start, even if he does play, he's not going to get nearly as many touches, nearly as many snaps as what he has in the past. They're going to try to kind of, you know, keep his injury-prone level down heading into the playoffs uh, or, you know, getting that playoff push in. And Malcolm Brown's the next man up. He came out of Texas, and I think he can do the exact same thing Gurley can do. He averaged almost five yards per carry last year uh, while barely seeing the field. So if you give him a little bit more time out there and a little bit more snaps, I think he's going to do some good things. Be able to produce close to similar numbers that Gurley can, um, not like total, but in terms of replacing him when he does. 
Cool. I like that. I almost went that route as well. I think Dante Fowler is going to have a breakout season as well, but I like the Malcolm Brown pick um, young, pretty quick and shifty back. So rolling into that, we're going to go into the bus player for the Rams. Um, like I said, we're moving, moving a little bit quicker here tonight. Uh, my bus player is going to be Clay Matthews. So one of their new acquisitions, the linebacker. Uh, and I was down between two veteran defenders here. I was either going to pick Weddle or I was going to pick Clay Matthews. So but one of the new additions. Yes, I, I pick Clay Matt. They're both aging. They're both on the wrong side of their careers. Um, but if you look at Weddle's numbers, he is still still holds up and probably has had the best couple of years of his career the last three years. Matthews is the exact opposite. I think he's going to be a tad bit slow um, to kind of really play against some of those great, some of the great youth and speed that's out there in the NFC West. Uh, and his last really quote unquote great year was in 2015, and by great, I mean as a linebacker having more than 50 tackles. So 2015 was the last year he's had more than 50 tackles. Um, he also only had 12 quarterback hits last year, which is the second lowest in his career. So, again, I think he's on the, on the downward spiral. I think pegging him to replace a young, fast, agile Mark Barron may not happen. Um, so I just think Clay Matthews is going to be expected to do a lot and, not, and is not going to deliver. Uh, so he's going to be a bust. Yeah, I don't mind that. I think it's just the name that people like think, oh, shit, dude, they got Clay Matthews. But then again, he's old. Uh, he hasn't been playing that much, and linebacker is probably one of the toughest positions to play in the NFL. Especially with today's tight ends, you know. I mean, just I mean, go go look at Clay Matthews' numbers and see how much it declined. You can see how, how his plays declined. So. Uh, I, I believe it. Um, my bust is kind of rolling off my breakout. My bust is going to be Todd Gurley. Um, and hear me out here. Um, I had to go with him, not saying his performance is going to be bad, but what makes him be a bust is just his lingering injury. He's not going to be on the field as much. He's probably going to have, you know, half as many fucking opportunities as he has in the past. And Sean McVay said uh, yesterday as on NFL.com that he's still on sort of like a recovery plan. Uh, and the rumor, he's, not, he's rumored that he's not even going to be able to start the season. Uh, so, I mean, even once he does come back and he is starting games, we've already talked to snaps are going to be limited unless he's at a hundred percent. So I can see him having a season kind of like he did in 2016 uh, when they first got into LA, which was one of the worst of his career. Um, just kind of something like that. He's not going to do terrible, just not as much playing time. I dig it. I dig it. And that rolls into our MVP, which I'll kind of play right off that because my MVP is Todd Gurley. And I put an asterisk by this when he's healthy. I just don't think there's anybody else on this team that's worthy of picking as the MVP. Because I honestly think you take Todd Gurley away from this team, I don't think they're a playoff team. I mean, I'll be straight up. It's tough to say. I mean, we haven't seen him good with a different running back, though. No, hot take alert. I I mean, hot take alert. I don't care. But I think that Todd Gurley is the MVP on this team. I I literally put an asterisk in parentheses when healthy. I mean, I nearly went Brandon Cooks here um, because he's just an electric receiver. But when Gurley's healthy, he is one of the best, if not the best player at running back in the game and just changes the entire dynamic of the team. You can run north to south. You can run east to west. You can pass into the back, out of the backfield. He can play slot. He can do pretty much everything. So anytime he touches that grass, he's the best player on the field. And I just think without him, the Rams are a different team. So that's why I think he's the MVP of their team whenever, whenever he's healthy. No, I like that. I love Todd Gurley. And it sucks because nobody really knows the extent of what his injury is. They've been pretty hush hush about it. I feel like, um, and just we nobody really knows how it's going to play out. So he he definitely is one of the best on the team, and because of that, 
just not knowing his certainty overall. My MVP is Aaron Donald. Okay, you're right. I mean, this is the best defensive player in the league. Maybe one of the best defensive ends to ever play the position. Or yeah, defensive fucking. Well, he lineman. plays. All, he plays all over. I mean, he plays, plays everywhere. Maybe the, one of the best defensive linemen to ever play the game. By the time it's all said and done for him, he had fucking twenty and a half sacks last year. It's it's so phenomenal. The Rams in total had forty one, so he had half their sacks. Yeah. Uh, he's a game changer. He really is. Like you. Going up against him, lining up on the other side of the ball, being a running back, even in general, is just gonna just gonna terrify you. So Aaron Donald is is that. It's one. insane though, because like he's been in the league and like he's been great and done awesome shit for so long. Like, you almost forget about him in a way. I know because it's just he's so good and he's he's just there. He's not like I don't know. It's weird. It is weird about it. But he's that's who my MVP is because he's the best. I love it. I love it. And I totally feel like an idiot. I mean, again, he's like, it's a guy you just kind of forget about. I was looking at their roster, looking at their depth chart, and I guess I've seen Aaron Donald in, in there for so long. I just kind of glanced. He used to be here. Yeah, I mean, I remember when they drafted him. I was like, who the fuck is this chode? And then he <laughs> – I swear to God, I said, we don't need a fucking D tackle from Pitt. From Are you kidding Pitt? me? Yeah, from Pitt. Yeah. I was like, you fucking kidding me. But, no, Aaron Donald's a beast. I mean, the dude trains with knives, so he's a certified psychopath. Um, what the fuck? Never seen that. Never seen. He's like the guy, the fucking, the guy, the guy's like doing, he's like doing pad drills and the guy's like fucking like jabbing knives up at him. And like, he's like just swatting them away, dude. I swear to God, you have to look it up. I'll send it to you after the podcast. So dude, it's insane. So good. Good. MVP there. Probably the best defensive player in the league for sure. Um, so that kind of rolls into our over under and they, of course we started out with them because they have the highest one total as the defending NFC champions, you know, a uh, couple of quarters away from possibly being a Super Bowl champion. Um, they're over under is 10. Um, That's high. It's, it's high, but it's, it's high, but uh, I'll start hard. this one off. Yeah. Uh, I'm saying over hundred percent. I mean, I mean, they won 13 games last year. I don't see them going from winning 13 games to only winning nine games. It would be, uh, it'd just be stupid for them to, to win nine, go nine and seven this year. I mean, and, and it's killing me because it's almost making me put money on them to root for the fucking Rams to win games. I mean, I, at first glance of your schedule, I had them at 11 and five and that was a, we give them a few, I gave them a lot of, a lot of road losses, when, yeah, that's that, right. I I had him at eleven five, and that was like lowest. Yeah, that was uh, I mean, they could win ten games, but they're in fucking a hundred percent. I do not see them as a nine and seven team. Now when they get to play the Cardinals and the Niners, I mean I'm saying the Niners are bad, but they get to play the Cardinals twice a year. That's two automatic wins for me. In my book, you're fucking you're an eighth of the way there. So I mean, um, I think that ten is a minimum for them. Um, so at the very least, you get a push here. Uh, so definitely take the over on the 10 wins for the Rams. Yeah, I mean, I would say this is probably one of my most comfortable overs or one of my most comfortable over-unders that I've picked of these that we've done. So Most definitely, most definitely. So over-under at 10 for the Rams, we're both hitting the over there. I see, like I said, 10 is a minimum for them. I do think a 10 and 16 could win this division, though. We'll yeah, I mean, it, it, would, it wouldn't surprise me because it's competitive, I mean, which takes us into the, the 49ers, which – Personally, I really like their draft class. Yep. Uh, they got Nick Bosa second overall. Uh, it is rumored that he his injury is pretty serious, so that's kind of a I, I heard that's a high ankle sprain. They're being very, very careful with it. They're not going to push it, uh, which is smart, I think, um, with a player of his position and, and caliber. 
So um, as long as I take it safe, if he, if he misses eight weeks, he misses eight weeks. It is what it is because he's going to be a beast at some point in his career. Yeah, I mean, they got Nick Bosa, uh, Debo Samuel, wide receiver of South Carolina, Jalen Hurd, wide receiver out of Baylor. And then they fucking went bold and picked a fucking punter in the fourth round. Hey, you know what we say about drafting punters early? For the brand, baby, for the brand. Uh, no, but I mean, and they only lost one fucking player, which was Cassius Marsh, uh, an edge rusher, while also getting D Ford, Quan Alexander, Tevin Coleman, and Jordan Matthews. Those are four pretty solid fucking pickups, if you ask me. They are, they are. And Jordan Matthews kind of bolsters a wide receiving core that is already pretty badass. So I mean Jordan um, Matthews is on the older side, but like the rest of their wide receiving core is super duper young. Yeah, I mean I was everyone knows if you go, want to go back and listen to one of our very ever first episodes when we did like a full NFL preview. Um I was very, very I think it might have been episode two actually. I was very high on the Niners last year. And I find myself in the same position again. I'm not saying they're going to be a playoff team. I'm not saying, not saying they're, they're going to win the division. But they're going to be a hell of a lot better than 4-12 and 12 this year. I mean, they were loaded with talent before. They had a killer draft, assuming Bosa can stay healthy. So I think 110% they got better. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's possible for them to really get worse than what they did. They're getting their quarterback back. Um, and I think they're, they're turning their team into a whole other level of, like, rebuilding. Uh, hopefully Nick Bosa can get better, but they're easily better. I want to say rebuilding. This is like a kind of like a, not a, it's almost like a, I don't even know what to say. Like it, rebuilding is, I guess the right term, but it's like a reset year. Like, Hey, like this year we're going to start fresh, get everyone acquainted everything. And then next year we're going to be badass. So um, with that being said, we're going to roll into the sleeper. So who's your sleeper this year for the Niners? My sleeper pick is their second round pick, Debo Samuel, so uh, mine. South Carolina. Really? So, yeah, so is mine. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he – and I, I kind of picked this as, you know, some of these are different more than others, but he's not going to be on the field a ton, I don't think, uh, just because they do have a ton of, of depth at that wide receiver but, spot. But, but, but – He's a return he's, specialist. Yes, yes. His special teams ability is going to is going to get him noticed. Yeah, that's so. Hopefully, they utilize him there. So, not only as a return specialist, I'll let I can let you, you know, kind of touch on that if you will after this. But my thing that I had on him is he's a deep ball guy. He led the team uh, in their first preseason game that they already had last week with 61 yards on two catches. I think he had like a one of them was a 45 yard catch. So he's a speedy guy and get behind that secondary and catch some deep balls. Uh, I can see him being a potential uh, threat on that part. So. Yeah, my only thing with that is Marquise Godwin kind of already has that locked up. Or Goodwin, sorry. Marquise Goodwin already has that locked up. He's a hell of a deep ball guy too. Um, I mean, this team, when you look at it, they're pretty stacked at wide receiver talent. I mean, this whole fucking division really kind of is. But it's also people that are like super young and you're not going to – Yeah. So I think – I do think if Debo Samuel can turn some heads, I mean, he's a hell of a – he's literally a special teams highlight reel. Anytime he touches the ball, returning a kick, he's bound to take it to the house. Um, so I do think he actually will end the year, ended up being their number two guy uh, behind, behind Marquise Goodwin. I honestly do. I think he's got that much talent. Um, I know that they're, they're really loving that uh, fucking Pettis guy. I know, I know, but we'll see. Um, 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hey, if you've had a bladder leak today, listen up. I get it. I tried pills and pads for years but couldn't find relief until I found Axonics Therapy. It's a tiny device that put me back in control of my bladder. Why not see if it could work for you? Visit findrealrelief.com. That's findrealrelief.com. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonics is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com. Yeah, you know, I, I do think Debo Samuel is going to be a good, a good in this league. I think he's going to be a sleeper because he's going to pop off a couple of uh, re- return t- tees it's gonna, and, and he's going to turn some heads that way. Yeah, he had one last year at South Carolina. So wherever they put him, I think he's a solid threat. Uh, Debo Samuel, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but my breakout pick, I'll just go ahead and go roll into this one, uh, is Jimmy G. Same. I mean, he, dude, I mean, he's got to stay healthy, though, for this to happen, obviously. Yeah. But. So he got injured after three games or in his third game last year. If he continued what he had done through those three games, he finishes with almost 4,000 yards. I mean, dude, the kid, the kid is so he's, he, he's yet to play a full season in the NFL. Yeah, and it, it sucks because everyone for, you know, these years are now starting to fade him like, Oh, maybe he's not as good as what we thought, but he really hasn't had the chance to now too. He's coming in. Hopefully he's fully healthy. He has a more developed, you know, receiving core, more talented roster to work with, and I think he finally gets this fucking year that he just comes out and balls. I think it'll too. People, people that say that are are dumb because I mean, he spent all that all those years behind Tom Brady learning the NFL. Then he got traded halfway through the year to the to San Francisco. Finish out the year, had a hell of a last half of the year, and they got hurt through in this third game last year. So it's not really his fault that he hasn't played a full sixteen. Uh, but I think this is the year that he puts it all together. The young stud from Northern Illinois. Comes out, and I think he's going to become one of the best quarterbacks, um, not only in this division, but maybe maybe in the NFC. I think the kid's got a very very high football IQ. He seems like he's got all the intangibles there. He can run, he can throw, throw on the run, um, and I think that you know he qualifies for this breakout position because he's going to break out, play a full sixteen, and really going to fucking turn some heads, like Travis said. Maybe even come close to that four thousand yard mark. Yeah, I mean, it is a whole other beast to kind of recover from an ACL injury, so I'm hoping he can do that successfully because I know he did like to move a lot on his feet. Um, so hopefully he can uh, kind of return to the caliber of play that he used to be at. But I love it. Uh, me and Jed are on the same fucking page with the 49ers. Hopefully the same going into the bus player, which mine's uh, Matt Breida. Probably not the same for you. It's a kind of an oddball pick. But I, I just I don't really know Matt Breida's running back, for those of you who don't know. Um, but I don't really know their roster all too well to pick some kind of random role player as a bust. So I went with a household name. Um, I'm not sure how the snaps are going to be divided up between Brita, Coleman, McKinnon, or regardless. Um, I don't think he's going to provide much uh, impact by sharing snaps with one or two other backs. I think he's going to have to succeed somewhere where he's going to be the main back. He's just not explosive, not as like much of a playmaker. And he's going to probably get pushed down the totem pole in terms of like snaps and opportunity by the end of the year. Uh, it's even, you'll just forget that he's there come, you know, week 10. 
See, I think that same thing, but I went a different bus about the about a player in the same position. That's a Jarek McKinnon. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know who's going to be the starting back on opening day. It's going to be Coleman. Pretty sure it's going to be Tevin Coleman. But it's te- but you, you think about this is the one position area of 49ers. I'm like, they need, they need to do something here. Because I don't think Tevin Coleman is a starting <laughs> – I don't think Tevin Coleman's a starting running back, though. I think, he I, a, I think he's a supplementary piece to a, to a good runner. Yes. Which I don't really oh. think any of these guys are. I don't know, man. I mean, you look at McKinnon, he really had like one decent year, um, and it's really carried him so far in his career. It's kind of mind-blowing. Um, he's already had issues um, in camp. I don't know if you read that. Four days ago came out. He had like some knee issues. They don't really know if he's going to be ready for the start of the season. So I just don't see him already being not for sure the 100% number one guy that he's going to make a big impact this year on this team, especially when you have players like Tevin Coleman and Matt Breida who are hungry and willing to step up and take your spot. So I almost went, I almost, I actually almost did go with, with, with Breida there, uh, but I went with McKinnon instead just because he has that kind of lingering issue. Yeah, I think it's definitely possible that it's going to be either of them. I mean, obviously, no, there's no way in hell that three running backs are going to succeed in any offense. Uh, so definitely look to be one of them, maybe both if Coleman pulls away, but – um, t- taking this into the MVP, I mean, this is pretty easy for me. It's got to be Jimmy Garoppolo. I um, went. I went George Kittle. Okay. Well, I'll I'll go with mine. I mean, going with the true meaning of most valuable player here. We saw them go four and twelve last year, uh, two and two and eleven without him. So I mean, it's obvious that they need a good quarterback to lead this team to success. Um, I mean, really, that's it. We haven't seen them be good in a while, and a lot of that is because of the quarterback position. Yeah, I mean, they haven't been good since they had Colin Kaepernick, you know, playing quarterback when they went to the Super Bowl. So I definitely see that. I I can definitely justify why Jimmy Garoppolo could be a breakout and the MVP. I just always like to pick a different guy for each position. Um, so that's why I want George Kittle. I mean, you look at you look at what he did last year without. Jimmy Garoppolo for most of the year. It's kind of insane with fucking CJ Beathard. And he came out of nowhere, dude, 1300, almost 1400 yards, five touchdowns and 88 catches as a tight end. That is like some insane shit. So I honestly think that this guy is not, sorry for all you Chiefs fans listening. If he's not already the best tight end in the league, he will be by the end of the season. He will outplay Travis Kelsey this year with Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback. I mean, I, you put you put George Kittle on the Chiefs offense, he's going to do the same exact thing, if not more than Travis Kelsey is. Your athleticism is super similar if you watch the way they play. Yeah, and Jimmy Garoppolo is more of a pure passer than Pat. I mean, Pat Mahomes is a stud, no, 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 no doubt about it. But when you're rolling out of the pocket, throwing on, throwing off your off, off, off hand, you know, you're gonna vomit downfield. Tyree Kill, you're not gonna throw the the slant route to fucking to to Travis Kelsey, and that's what Jimmy George Garoppolo. To, I'm talking about the Chiefs. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got you. Got but like, I'm 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 referencing it in the terms of Jimmy Garoppolo is more more the guy that will stay in the pocket and yeah. find the guy. Um, and I think George Kittle is got all the intangibles. He came from Iowa. It's like tight end you there essentially. Um, so I think you know, if, if if Jimmy G can play a full sixteen, imagine what him and Kittle can do this year. It's going to be insane. Yeah, it's going to be great. I'm I'm kind of looking forward to seeing what the 49ers can piece together this year. I like I I like the Niners. I think from here on out, you know, the rest of my life since I'm no longer a Rams fan, I will root for the Niners every year to win that division. Yeah, I mean, I I don't I don't mind them at all. It's just I used to hate them because you know we used to be Rams fans, but it is what it is. Hope they do good, which takes us into the uh, you know they're over under, which is kind of high. It's at eight and a half. 
It is high. It is high. I didn't like so, it. So I'm, I'm going to absolutely go with the under. Yeah, I mean, this is tough. I mean, look at their schedule, and I can see seven wins. I can, yeah, I mean, I'd map this out two to three different times. I can see them even possibly at most being an eight-win team. Um, but, and now I was with, like, some games going their way more than others. But the, I, see, there's I, no way they're going nine and seven. Yeah, I, no, I had them at eight and eight, but like nine and seven was like pulling off a couple like crazy up. Like, cause I yeah, think this team, this team could, now this is the one that I am probably least confident on out of these entire four. Yeah, I, I would not bet on it. Yeah, no, these are, least, cause like this team has all the fucking intangibles to come out and shock the world this year and be your quote unquote miracle team. I um, mean, it would, yeah, it would be what your Rams did, what, two years ago when they went to the playoffs after being terrible? Exactly. So, but however, like Travis said, I'm going to err on the side of caution. I see him more of like an eight and eight, seven and nine range. Still an improvement, still trending in the right direction. Like I said, this is like a soft reset year before they finally put it all together next year. So I'm going to go with the under here as well. Yeah. Perfect. I like it. Few good pieces away on defense. I feel like. Yeah. That's a, that's a big part of the thing. They definitely have rebuilt their offense and to, uh, to make them better. So not quite to that winning uh, over 500 team, which takes us into the Seahawks. Um, and I actually kind of – I kind of like their draft. Um, I like it just because they kind of went with, like, the Patriot method. You know, they got a shitload of picks, and one of them is bound to be a diamond in the rough somewhere. Yeah, and they – I mean, they took the pretty much the best player there. They they got fucking DK Metcalf at uh, pick 64, which was an absolute steal, I thought. Um, they they got a lot of – I'm love with their first-round pick, though. I'm not in love with their first-round pick. There's LJ better- Collier – there's I mean, better players on the board there, in my opinion, but that's just yeah. me. Don't know him, and he's even a starter. He's coming into the, coming into the season starting. We'll talk, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, it, he's starting because this is what happened. They lost Frank Clark, uh, one of their edge rushers, Earl Thomas, Justin Coleman, and Mike Davis. But they got Ziggy Ansah and a new offensive guard, and Mike, don't know fuck his name. Are you potty? Dude. Yeah, not Earl Thomas just went out fucking flipping off the whole fucking sideline whenever he got hurt last year. Um, so uh, they 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 lost some pieces. I think Ziggy Ansah is a younger upgrade over Frank Clark. Um, he's oh, he's great. Yeah, he's a good player. Kansas City. Um, I liked him whenever he was on the Lions. Uh, so I I think when you look at their draft and just f- from the pure standpoint of how many is it one, two, three, four, five, six. Nine, ten. They had eleven picks. One of these is bound to pan out. At and least they, one. Yeah, and I do think the only thing is I don't think they replaced Earl Thomas, which is why I don't like the LJ Collier pick. We'll talk more about that later. Um, because there's definitely somebody there at twenty nine they could have picked to kind of replace him. Um I think that, you know, looking at this, um, their draft was decent. I would just kind of say that from a talent standpoint, that they got worse, but they're heading in the right direction for the future, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say that they got worse. It's just it's weird what what they did in the draft. Like you said, I'm not really sure on the direction that they went with it in terms of you know how the pieces that they lost and the pieces that they gained. But I wouldn't say they got worse. They definitely could have done a little bit better on building up that defensive side of the ball. But yeah, that's what it is. Um, then we'll we'll move on into our sleeper sleeper breakout bust and MVP. Uh, I'll I'll lead this one off again. Uh, my sleeper pick is Chris Carson. Um, I like it. I love, I'm a big, big Chris Carson yeah. guy. I know Jared's had Chris Carson like his two years in fantasy that he's done anything good. So, But really, though, you, you could honestly go with either running back him or Rashad Penny, uh, the second-year guy. 
but I'm going with the one that I think is going to be more valuable, and that's Chris Carson. He finished last year, his last four games, he had over 400 yards and five touchdowns, which is phenomenal. Not only that, but also their offensive coordinator, fucking Brian Schottenheimer, uh, just said actually yesterday that he wants Chris Carson to get 50 targets out of the backfield this season, which is which is pretty crazy. If he can get it done both on the ground and the air, he will be by far and away. One 50 targets, is that a game or overall? A game? How are you going to get 50 targets a game? 50 targets overall, though, you got to think. Oh, out, of, oh, out of the backfield. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, 50 tar- Fifty fucking receiving targets. I was, I was thinking I was thinking touches. I was thinking touches. No. 50 targets out of the backfield this season, which would be incredible for a running back. Um, so, I mean, I would expect him to have a huge season just from the thought of Schottenheimer wanting to get him involved that much. Most definitely. I like it a lot. I'm, I'm, I'm a big Chris Carson guy. Uh, just to kind of give you guys a little heads up, a little spoiler, I don't have him anywhere on my list, but I'm a big Chris Carson guy. I always have been. My sleeper is going to be – people are like, this, this isn't a sleeper. Hear me out. Hear me out why I picked him as a sleeper. I went with Tyler Lockett. So, and the reason why is because you're going to look at the Seahawks and think about the Seahawks. When you think about Seahawks, you don't think about Tyler Lockett. Especially, oh, no, you don't. He, yeah. He yeah. Yeah. I mean, everyone's going to be talking about DK Metcalf and Chris Carson and Rashad Penny and all these pieces that, that they've added, you know, that are young, but they're not going to talk about Tyler Lockett. And he's going to be the number one guy in Seattle. He's coming off a hell of a year, a career last year, caught 10 touchdowns last year um yet here we are you know so i think lockett could be a good sleeper in your drafts as well for fantasy i mean he obviously has chemistry with with russell wilson travis and i were literally talking about this last week um you know and in in, in the car riding somewhere um so i think tyler lockett is poised for another year but not not a lot of people are talking about him so that's why i picked him as my sleeper yeah no that's a that's literally one of the most definitions of sleeper picks because i Looked at Tyler Lockett the other day, and I was like, what the fuck? I didn't know he was uh, he was this good. So, love yeah. it, love it, love it. Breakout player. Um, I have to go with my boy here. I've been riding him, so I'm going to keep riding him, and it's DK Metcalf. And the only reason I love it is because he's going to be on the field. He's going to get those targets. He's going to have the opportunity to just do what he does. And Russell Wilson's, you know, he's been, he's been a monster. He can do what he does. Um, so the targets are going to be there for DK Metcalf. Between Lockett and him and Chris Carson, uh, I can see it being a pretty big uh, year for this offense. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, not not going to hate on that because I do think that uh, that Lockett and Metcalf bring our different types of receivers, so they can kind of complement each other well. So I definitely don't mind that pick at all. Um, I like DK Metcalf a lot. I'm just hoping that he doesn't try to keep like his physique. Like I don't. He's huge. I get it. Like I don't think that physique in the in the NFL receiver is going to last. I hope he try to kind of tries to adapt, maybe slim some, lose some weight. Definitely, a little. yeah, he definitely needs to like lean out. Yes, exactly. He needs to lean out, be more. Um, Amari Cooper, not Amari Cooper's probably way too skinny, but like I'm trying to think of somebody like Mike Evans ish, maybe. Is yeah. Kind of, kind of what he's aim for. Um, but he's definitely got got all got all the intangibles to kind of be there. My breakout player is going to be on the defensive side of the ball. It's a third-year player going to his third year. It's Shaquille Griffin, the linebacker. Um, this is not, not this is not the one-armed guy. Not the one-armed guy. It's his brother, um, <laughs> Shaquille Griffin. Um, he's a, like I said, third-year player. Um, he played his first full season last year and, ex- and is expected to be a starting outside linebacker for the Seahawks this year. So 
Last year he had, you know, a little over 60 tackles. This year with the full season of work, I can see him, you know, as a starter snagging 80-plus tackles and a few picks um, to have himself a career year and really kind of cement himself going forward in the future as, you know, a a key piece in that Seahawks linebacking core, which for the longest time when you thought of the Seattle Seahawks, you thought of defense, the, 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 the Legion of Boom, you know, all those guys. I think Shaquille Griffin is kind of the next um, tier tier of, of those defensive players. So I think he's poised for a big breakout year on, 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 on that side of the ball. Like it, like it a lot, obviously. Um, hearing them, hearing that fucking, just watching a few of their games, you'll see him. He's all over the field uh, and it's good to see. Um, so that's, that's a good thing. So moving on into bus player. Um, you can you can kind of take this one away first because I want to I want to hear what you have to say. I went with the, their first round pick, LJ Collier, um, the defensive end, the rookie from TCU. Again, you know I know it's low hanging fruit to pick a first round pick or any draft pick for that matter as a quote unquote bust. But I said it earlier, I didn't like it when they took him. I thought there were people on the board that are better that could maybe replace Earl Thomas in the secondary. Um, and Collier is slated to be a starter right now, and I don't see him as a starter in year one. I mean. He was a redshirt senior out of TCU when he got drafted in the first place. So first of all, for me, if I'm an NFL draft scout, seeing a redshirt senior at TCU, that means he didn't have the chops to to make it out of there early enough. So he's a five-year player in college, and I just don't think he's going to be ready to be thrown into the starting in the NFL right away. So I don't think he's going to have a great year. I just don't see him kind of – I mean, I hate to say it. I hate to say it to my boy because now he's starting to turn around, but I can see him kind of having a Charles Harris rookie year like Charles Harris did. In, in, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to have a bad career, but I like that pick too, and that's why I'm going to kind of stem off that and kind of pick him as well because mine was kind of thrown up in the air. I didn't know who I kind of wanted to pick. Um, but I had him on my list of like top two that I wanted. And like you mentioned, how you didn't make it out of there before five years at TCU in a Big 12 offense or a Big 12 yeah. defense. Like Big 12 yeah. defenses are terrible. Yeah. Like not only that, like he's just not first round pick material. Um, he's just, I mean, he may play as like a solid role playing guy, but he's not going to be there to be come up big on your third downs and get a lot of sacks, be that first round pick that you want. No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hundred percent. So we definitely kind of agree the same there. I and we have to you, have the same MVP pick. I mean, it's fucking Russell Wilson, man. Yeah. And Jared mentioned this earlier. Um, we were looking up his stats the other day and I didn't realize how dominant of a fucking quarterback this man actually was. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Uh, You can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy. But at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. 
Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. He's never had under 3,000 yards in in a season in his career. So you got got that one. I'm going to go next one. He's never – we'll go back and forth because I have like three. You got that one. He's never had a losing season ever okay. since being a starting quarterback. His last, his worst year was 2017, where they finished nine and seven, and they missed the playoffs that year. So his career record as a starter is 75, 36, and one, which is incredible. Yeah, and his, uh, so he he has 196 touchdowns to 63 interceptions. So if you put that together, that's right around a three to one touchdown interception ratio. Which, if you could give me three touchdowns and a pick every single game, I'll fucking take it. Exactly. So, and also kind of going off that, he's thrown 30 touchdowns the last two years. He's four shy, like Travis said, of 200. So he's going to break that mark this year, which is kind of insane because I don't picture Russell Wilson came in the league as a 200 touchdown guy. No, I mean, I always thought of Russell Wilson as this guy because I was talking to Jared about it. Like, oh, I mean, he's average. And then we looked up the stats and he's incredible. Yeah, well, Tra- Travis was driving, and I just like looked him up. I'm like, dude, I'm pretty sure Russell Wilson's a lot better than we think. So I looked it up, and I started ripping off some stats. He goes, holy fuck. That's insane. Yeah, and he's a lot better. He's this better if you didn't know this stat. Uh, I know you do because we looked it up. But for those of you listening, he's 75-36-1 and one as a career quarterback. Yeah, insane. yeah. So, yeah, so it's, it's insane. And he's never had a completion percentage below 61. So I mean, nothing – I have to give my hats off to Russell Wilson here. I will never hate on you again. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, Russell Wilson, as long as he's on this team, he will be the MVP. So put some respect on the boy's name. Some respect on that man's name. All right. Their, uh, their win total, over under eight and a half. We just said that he's never had a losing season. Has he ever had an eight and eight season? Never. Nine and seven was his worst one in 2017. History would have to happen for this to be the under. Um, so I'm saying over, dude, that's exactly what I, wrote. I said. Although, so I, I like played out their schedule and I'm like, I had them like at, at, at like eight and eight, but I'm like, you know what? Yes, Russell, close. Russell Wilson has never been had, never had a losing season or even under an under or 500 or season. So I was like, just for that reason, I'm taking the over because I believe in Russell Wilson because this man is can do all things and he's married to Sierra, so good for him. <laughs> yeah, fucking, fucking right. Go him. I'm, I'm on the Russell fucking Wilson he, bandwagon he, now. He wants those goodies and he got those goodies. That's got to be our outro song now. <laughs> so you better listen all the way to hear some goodies. But now I'm on the Russell, <laughs> Russell Wilson bandwagon. Um, I think that this should be a 9-1 team. Uh, I'm not saying they're going to win 10, but I think an eight and eight record after going 10 and six last year, uh, would be a pretty big drop off and uh fucking first time for Russell Wilson's career. So, mm-hmm. all right, going into the dog shit scum of the division, we have the Arizona Cardinals who their draft class, again, they had a shit ton of picks. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, obviously they got Kyler Murray number one. I like the I like I like I like the Byron Murphy pick too. I love the Byron Murphy pick. Uh, he was their first the first pick in the second round. They got wide receiver Andy Isabella out of I believe Washington, also in that round. I mean, they just got a bunch of picks. They lost a lot. They got a lot. This is pretty much just a whole new team, whole new like building up the regime here. Well, yeah, yeah, they got a new head coach and Cliff Kingsbury. So I mean, it's hard to get worse. Yeah, it's hard to get worse than the worst team in the league. So by default, I have to say they got better because Kyler Murray and you know adding Kyler Murray and and adding Byron Murphy are already getting better. I feel like so. I mean, you can't get worse than what. I mean, I don't think. And I'm sorry because Josh Rosen is mine and Jared's quarterback now, but I don't think that you can, it gets worse than that. So they took a chance on Kyler Murray. Yeah, well, we're we're stuck with Josh Rosen because he's now practicing with the with the ones. So cool. Let's save that conversation for another day when I'm in my deathbed. Um, so I mean, we're not going to run through everyone who they lost and who they got because we would yeah. be done with this podcast. Yeah, I mean, let's just yeah, let's just kind of make this quick because obviously this is the last place team in the division. Yeah, I mean, I didn't hate their draft. I thought they could have easily done something better with the first overall pick. I feel like they could have gotten Keller Murray a different way, maybe. But I'm not going to base my decision on that and say they almost have a brand new team. So it just kind of depends on what they do with it. I think that I can't really say if they got better or worse. Obviously, yeah. you can't really get much worse than three and thirteen. Well, my, my, that's my thing. They can't get worse than the worst team in the league. Like, I mean, they can get worse as in go 2-14, and 14, but I don't think that's going to happen. No, I don't think so either. So <laughs> we're going to roll into the sleeper, and I'll rip mine off real quick. My sleeper pick is Christian Kirk. Woo! Second. So is mine. Hell yeah. I mean, you, you look at this team, everyone's talking about Larry Fitzgerald. You know, they're talking about their Andy Isabella, the guy that drafted in the second round. But I think they're going to forget about Christian Kirk. He's a, he's a second rounder, second rounder himself from last year who could develop some young chemistry with Kyler Murray and really kind of turn into a great dual deep threat down the road. Uh, even last year, I mean, he had almost 600 yards. He had 43 catches, three touchdowns. So, I mean, don't sleep on this guy. I think him and Kyler Murray are going to actually develop a, a lot of chemistry. So, Yeah, I like it. I mean, they're kind of both different. Him and Christian Kirk and Larry Fitzgerald are different kind of receivers, but um, I like him a lot. And he had, <clears throat> like you said, he had almost he had 600 yards and three touchdowns with one of the worst quarterbacks in the league, and he only started seven games. They can easily double that. A successful year for him would be a thousand yards and seven touchdowns, and I don't see it like being out of his realm of of doing. I see the Cardinals scoring some points. I just don't see him being able to stop other people, other people from scoring points as well. Yeah, I mean, I I totally see that too. So let's move on into breakout, and I'll let you start this one. Mine's Kyler Murray. I mean, it's easy. He's electric. Should provide us with some entertaining football and some plays throughout the year. I mean, there's really no one else in this team you can really pick unless you have somebody else. I do have somebody else just because I didn't want to be, you know, super easy and pick uh, Kyler Murray. Just because I don't, and I don't even know why I just don't like him. But anyway, different story. My breakout is Max Williams, tight end. Do you remember this name? Do you remember Yikes. him? Yikes. So listen to this, and I just, I just have some more of, like, I guess, evidence to back it up. I'm not saying that it can happen, but I just like my theory behind it. Oh, boy. Uh, this dude was a second-round pick in 2015, and he pretty much hasn't done dog shit since he came into the league. Uh, so he, apparently in an interview the other day, he said that they ran a lot of three tight end featured sets in Baltimore, which is just where he came from. Um, and now the Cardinals have Charles Clay himself and Ricky Seals-Jones. So they're going to be running a lot of three, you know, 
featured tight ends. Um, and he's already used to those formations. And Cliff Kingsbury said the other day that he wants to get his tight ends more involved this year. So, I mean, for that, I just think that the situation seems promising for him to at least do something. I'm not saying he's going to be good, but do something. So with that, my bus is going to be Max Williams. The no. tight I swear to God, dude. I said he, the former Raven, never really kind of panned out there. His best year was his rookie year where he netted 268 yards, and he's never had more than one touchdown in a season. And like I said, I have it written down. You said the same thing. The Cards plan on running a lot of two to three tight end sets, and it appears it's going to be Williams and Charles Clay for the most part, uh, maybe a little bit of Ricky Seals-Jones. But if they think that Williams is going to provide any kind of spark to their team, I think they're – very far-fetched. I see Charles Clay being the more of the go-to guy here. Um, so I'm going to have Max Williams as my bust. I reached for that one. I fucking reached for that one, but that's what I did. All right. We'll see. I hope he proves you wrong. But, I mean, we could both be right here at the same first time. Of all, like, first of all, with his fucking name, he sounds like a porn star, Max with two X's. So Yeah, Max with two X's is, is kind of a – it's kind of a bold statement, but we'll uh, we'll see how that pans out. My bust is Kevin White, uh, the wide receiver they just. Yeah, that's, a, that's a good one. That's a very good one. Yeah, the wide receiver they just acquired, I think from Chicago. Yep, yep. Because yep. I don't really know where he's from because he sucks so bad. He's a nightmare. He's played fourteen games in three years. Fourteen games in three years. In those games, this dude has had two hundred and eighty-five yards, not a single touchdown. Yeah, he's horrible, dude. I mean, wasn't he in Carolina before that? Ah, dude, I have no idea. I'm pretty sure. I, I want to say Kevin. Ah, dude, I don't know. I honestly don't know. It's just so bad because you play 14 games, you can't muster up a single fucking touchdown. Um, he's fat and lazy, dude. He, he can't get healthy, and apparently he's already having hamstring issues, and they have him listed as, like, he's going to be one of their key wide receivers. So. Well, shit, yeah, dude. You try to run a 10 and out weighing fucking 260 pounds, you're going to fucking tear a hamstring too. Yeah, I mean, I just <laughs> – <laughs> we'll see. I I don't like him at all. He's going to be bad. He, nothing can change my mind about him, even if he has six touchdowns. No, I, that's a good pick. I saw that too and almost went that way as well. Um, my I'm going to roll the MVP. Mine's super kind of, you know, everyone's like, wow, this is a cop out. Kyle and Murray, I'm going to jump through this. No, 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 no. I don't see a most valuable player on this team. I mean, I it's even, hard to. How do you pick a guy with a team that won three games? I don't even see a most valuable like position on this team. So I went with the coaching staff. Like this Cliff Kingsbury and this new coaching staff, they're literally tasked with turning this thing around. The Cardinals have been dog shit since Kurt Warner left, since they lost that Super Bowl in 2009, which is now 10 years ago. So it's they are tasked with turning this thing around, and they have to. So they have, they literally have to be the MVPs of this team. And if if Cliff Kingsbury falls on his face, I don't think I don't think he gets another coaching gig in college or the NFL. So he has to be the MVP. Not even I don't think he's gonna be. He has to be. Yeah, I mean, I I actually really really kind of like that and didn't think about it because with just with the like influx of people that they got and and they lost and their draft, like this is a whole brand new team, whole new. He has to pretty much just like start everything from scratch. So I like that. I actually went more of like an actual position player. Uh, I picked David Johnson. Um, and I'm picking that, was my, that was my second pick. That was my second I picked pick. him really because in order for this team to actually be successful and Kyler Murray to be successful, 
their run game needs to get established. It's like the good old unwritten rule of you can't establish a passing game without establishing a run game first. Um, and he really was – but David Johnson's only had one really good year in his four-year career. Um, but with the versatility of Kyler Murray between his run and his pass, I think it frees up David Johnson to have a little bit, you know, one of his best, if not the best year of his career, uh, which leads me to believe that he's the most valuable person that they have going for him right now. I like that. Yeah, David Johnson never had a quarterback like Kyler Murray. I mean, I think with him you get a lot of RPOs. You get a, I know I sound like Chris Chris Collinsworth when I'm saying that just to say it, but you you get a lot of you get a lot of RPOs. You get a lot of um, you know uh, read uh, you know draw plays. The the quarterback read actions where he can either hand it off to the running back or take it and run it himself. Um, so yeah, a lot a, a lot of possibility for that offense. Yeah, over under uh, 25 amount of times you hear RPO in an NFL game this year, it's going to be over. 100%, especially if it's a fucking Sunday night game with Chris Collins. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, Chris Collinsworth, and uh, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to fuck him. Dude, they'll say RPO whenever it's not even a, an RPO play. That was literally a, a running joke last year. Like, Chris Collinsworth was just saying RPO because the NFL execs were in his ear like, uh, yeah, can you uh, can you mention RPO uh, like three times on this drive? Thanks, Chris. You know, yeah, it is, uh, Hopefully it gets a little bit better so we don't sound stupid, but listen for that and watch out for that. Yeah. But the Vegas or the odds for their win total for the Cardinals is five and a half. And I'm not really sure how they came to the conclusion of this number. I guess it's just because Kyler Murray, but I'm going under. Me too. I see five wins at the most. Yeah, I mean, I can't see him taking this team and making them twice as good to win six games. I, I like that rationale, like the whole twice as good argument. I mean, I literally ran through the schedule. I see him at five and eleven at the best. I mean, that's that's at their very best. Yeah, so. I mean, I they would. I'm pretty sure they would shock the minds of everybody if they came out and and won six or seven games. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, um, I wouldn't bet on it because it could happen. I mean, but I would take the under if I was told to. If I had for to, sure. Yeah, for sure. Which takes into the like kind of division overview. We're just gonna run through it really quick. We don't need an explanation. Uh, division winner. I think we should, we probably both have the Rams. 100% Rams. I mean, it's not really close. Nin- Nin- Niners are getting there. Seahawks are always kind of there, but yeah, Rams for sure. Which runs into our second question, which if there's any other team to make the playoff as a wild card, who would it be? And I said, if anyone, it's going to be the Seahawks kind of pushing for that at, at like nine and seven. Me too, but I don't see that because I just think the North and the South are so stacked this year that I don't, I don't see anybody. I honestly, I honestly could see either two teams out of the South or two teams out of the North making it or one out of peace. I don't think anyone, uh, anyone else besides the division winner out of the West is going to make it. Yeah, the Seahawks will have to have a, a phenomenal year, 10-6, to make it at, at the least probably. Um, division awards, MVP. I was, I was going to go with Todd Gurley, but with his health issues, I'm going Russell Wilson. Okay, I love that pick. I actually went Todd Gurley, asterisk. If he's healthy and plays a full 16, he'll be the MVP. Yeah. If he gets the – I mean, if he gets the productivity and the, the amount of you know snaps that he would get when he's healthy, obviously it's him. But yeah. if he's limited – I it's love the Russell Wilson pick, though, man. I love that pick. Because yeah, he's – I told you. I'm all, I'm all in on Russell Wilson. He's probably the most underrated quarterback I've ever seen in my lifetime. And I know I'm only 28 years old, but, you know, that's insane. Yeah, for sure. 
like I said, all, on, all in on Russell Wilson this year. Breakout player of this division, I got Jimmy G. Same. Yeah, Same. easy. Rookie of the year. Kyler Murray. See, mine was going to be Nick Bosa, but with his injury, I, I said Kyler as well, just due to the improvement that he's going to do to that team. Exactly. I mean, it, Nick Bosa, like I said, they're not going to rush it. I mean, they're not going to rush it. So he's, he's – yeah. Yeah, he, he's not going to get a full year this year. So, um, so that kind of wraps up our NFC West. We are going to now roll into our trending topics segment, first time here in this clip in a while. We're going to talk about three big fights at UFC 241 this weekend. So let's hear it. All right, and just in case you don't uh, really watch or you care about the UFC fights, you can skip ahead because we got some questions at the end that, that you might – want to not miss but if you do i thought you should care because this is um, but you should care and you should watch the fight because this the fights this weekend are going to be phenomenal and we're going to talk about uh the last three fights on the card which are going to be incredible and have huge implications on ufc going forward yeah most definitely so uh, the three fights uh, that we're going to talk about um, the first one is again, it's the last three. It's a middleweight fight again. That's at the 185 pound division. You got number two, uh, Yoel Romero versus number seven, Paulo Costa. Um, so I mean, this is a pretty big fight. These dudes are fucking insanely cut and ripped. If you want to take a look at them, yeah, uh, these guys are fucking huge. Yeah, I mean, dude, it's it's like I would have to cut weight to fight these guys, and that's scary. I can't believe that they're in the weight division that they are in. Well, um, well, Romero's had problems. He, he he's missed weight a couple of times at 185. So hopefully, I that, can hopefully, see. hopefully it doesn't happen this week. His nickname is the Soldier of God, which already scares me enough. <laughs> but yeah, we got we got kind of three little things we like to run down for these fights. The prediction for it. Let's give you an overview. Uh, this Paulo Costa guy has never lost. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Oh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. And they're both knockout artists. So they both, I think, like knocked out like people, a majority of their wins. But Paolo has never fought anyone as good as Yoel Romero. 
He never has. Paulo Colacost has never fought anyone anyone near the chops of Yoel Romero. Their their knockout percentage, uh, respectively, Yoel Romero's is eighty five percent. Paulo Costa's is ninety two percent, and is in their finishes. So anytime yeah. they win, they majorly win by by, by KO, which is insane. Yeah, uh, I think Romero's going to come out just throwing fists. Oh yeah, Romero's only two losses in the UFC have been to Robert Whitaker, who is the current champion. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, and the last time he lost to Romero's because uh, uh, Romero missed weight and Whitaker just took the fight anyway. Um, so I don't think Romero was really trying if we're being 100% honest because he couldn't get the belt. So, yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I just to go off of who uh, Paulo Costa's fought in regards to Yale Romero, I'm giving the nod to Romero. Uh, I think he wants that extra shot at that belt. Uh, and this fight should be outstanding. I think it'll be electric. 100%. Um, and the winner will, I think, 110% get the winner of uh, Robert Whitaker and Israel Adesanya, who are fighting at UFC 243 in October in Australia. So I think the winner of this fight gets the winner of that fight. I yeah, think that's- the winner gets the title, gets the title shot. Exactly. It's hard, it's hard to say that this Paolo guy gets a title shot at, coming from number seven, but he is. But if he, yeah, but if he beats the number two guy and he's under. Yeah, three yeah. or four. Three. So I'm actually going to pick the upset here. I like Yoel Romero, but I think Yoel Romero, I, I don't – see, I think it's better for the UFC, especially if Whitaker somehow beats Adesanya. I don't think people want to see Romero-Whitaker three because Whitaker's already beat Romero twice. Um, so I'm going to go with the upset here. I mean, and first of all, uh, Costa is plus 120 in this fight, so already decent odds there. Um, but he lands 8.83 significant strikes per minute compared to Romero's 3.32. So I think you can wear him down and win by KO in a second. All right. I'm not going with the upset here. Um, a lot of like the like extra prop bets haven't been added. Uh, so you pretty much just got money line on these fights. And they're all very close. Romero is minus 150. It's not an awful straight up bet, but I'm not too confident on this. I probably wouldn't bet on it. No, no. That's just It's me. still going to be fucking hella fun. To a lot of these fights, I may not bet a ton on, but... They're no, going to be awesome. Absolutely not. Absolutely. So Jared, not. me and Jared kind of split ways on that first fight. This next one, I know, is one we've been waiting on for a long time. Uh, it's a welterweight fight. Nate Diaz is coming back uh, for some number seventh ranked welterweight fighter, Anthony Showtime Pettis. And for those of you who may not be familiar with UFC or watch it or do, Anthony Pettis is the guy who jumped off the cage and kicked the guy in the face. And <laughs> so I'm sure you've seen that. This is gonna be another awesome fight. Me and Jared. I mean, it's 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 literally two legends, like two legends of the UFC. I mean, I yeah. Mean, and I've always said that if Nate Diaz isn't fighting Conor McGregor, I'm rooting for Nate Diaz. Oh yeah, I mean, you got you got to root for the Stockton kid. Um, both have fought at lightweight. Now they're both fighting at welterweight. Pettis is actually staying at welterweight. Nate Diaz said he might go back down to lightweight, but. Um, this is actually Pettis' second fight since returning to welterweight. He beat Wonderboy Thompson early this year, knocked him the fuck out, which is always tough to do. Um, I think it's a very, very evenly matched uh, match fight. Yeah, it really is. The only thing that scares me, though, is that the shots that would normally knock out uh, Pettis's, Anthony Pettis' opponents are not going to knock out Nate Diaz. This dude has an iron jaw. I think that this fight is going to go the distance. Yep. Uh, I, I would like to see Diaz win, but I just think to sheer, I mean, like, I guess punching wise, cause it's going to go the distance. I think Diaz has to win in submission. Um, 
because of his lack of knockout power, and he's just not too much of a striker. He's more of a submission guy. So I, th- yeah. I, I think I th- I, if I were betting, I think Anthony Pettis is going to win by a decision, but I, I want Nate Diaz to win. Oh, me too. Me too, man. But I, I'm going to go the same way. I don't think this fight is going to get finished. I think it's going to be a hell of a three rounds because gonna, they're going to just throw hands. I mean, Diaz, even though he is a submission guy, has no problem standing up and fucking throwing punches at you, as we've seen with that five-round Connor fight three years ago, which was Diaz's last fight. Um, so I have Pettis, I have Pettis by decision and a slugfest. Pettis, Pettis is minus 140, so not horrible. Um, so, yeah, I, I have Anthony Pettis as well. All right. Um, and, I mean, who, do, who does the winner get next? It's kind of hard to say. I would actually love to see the winner of this fight fight Conor McGregor. I would too, but I just think, I don't think Anthony Pettis is going to go back down to 155. I think if Pettis does end up winning, I would love to see Pettis go up against fucking um, – uh, God damn it. Fucking he just knocked out Ben Askren. Jorge Masvidal. I think that would be a hell of an electric fight. It could go a lot of ways. That one's definitely kind of hard to predict. Yeah. Uh, like I said, there's not very many good bets roaming around for this one yet. Um, but I would, I would, when it comes out, we might be able to put out the line for, uh, for the fight to go the distance for you guys. Cause yeah. I do like that. But um, I never, I never root for a fight to go the distance, even though I bet for it. I, hard, I mean, it's hard to, especially on a, on a pay-per-view fight uh, that you pay for and you want to, to fucking see it. Some good fucking fight. Yeah. But that takes us into the, the, main event which is a heavyweight championship fight between the champion daniel cormier and number one stipe miocic who was a former champion yep so uh dc actually beat stipe last summer in july to take the heavyweight belt from him he held two belts at the same time has since relinquished the light heavyweight belt he's just a heavyweight champion um so this is a rematch a year in the making it's stipe's first fight since then daniel's fought a few times since then um, but you know, for me, I think when you're looking at, it, I mean, Stipe looks like a fucking mammoth standing next to DC. Yeah. I mean, if you look at their heights, uh, DC's five eleven and Stipe's six, four. And there's reach. What's it? An eight inch reach advantage he has on him almost. I think. Um, yeah. I can't, that's what I'm looking at right now. Isn't showing the reach, but it's gotta I'm be pretty sure it's, I'm pretty sure it's a difference. I'm pretty sure it's 80 to 72 and a half in favor of Stipe. And if you, if you guys don't know what happened last time, Stipe, uh, DC knocked out Stipe on a very, very lucky elbow. Because so I think Stipe got a little too close, and DC saw it and, and kind of did it. So for me, I think DC is a takedown guy. He's a wrestler by heart. He likes to submit. He doesn't have knockout power. So for Stipe to win this fight, he's going to have to keep his distance, use that 8-inch reach advantage to it, to it, to, to his advantage and really kind of, you know, knock, knock, knock DC out or just outstrike him and, and win it in a decision. Cause I think he can also outlast the 40 year old DC as well. So, um, he took the words right out of my mouth. I mean, it's, it's tough to fucking predict for sure because DC is probably the, the smartest fighter in yep. the UFC ever. I mean, he has his own TV show analyzing fights. So he watches so much tape. He's super smart, but I don't think Stipe is going to let a repeat of this, of the fight that happened again. Um, and I mean, DC's 40, he's getting old, he's getting up there in age. Um, and I think Stipe definitely keeps his distance, outstrikes him, uses his height and his reach advantage to win this one. I think it might be a little bit more boring than, than I would like to hope, but I'm going Stipe by decision because he plays it smart. 
Yeah, so I, I, I think Stipe by decision is what's going to happen. Um, I predicted just to be kind of bold, I think he's going to knock him out in the fourth because DC is going to know he's probably down like 2 3 or 3-0, or 2-1 is going to have to kind of push, and then Stipe is going to kind of catch him. But I, I – and it's also kind of – it's hard to go against DC because, like you said, DC has been so dominant. He's such a smart fighter. Um, but Miocic at plus 115, and I think it's going to happen. Um, I, I cannot pass up on those odds. Yeah, no, I like it a lot. Um, and Stipe is a dope it. guy from fucking Cleveland, dude. I love it. What? Stipe is a dope guy. Uh, I mean, a, a dope kid from 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 Cleveland. He's a really really cool down to earth dude. So I like him a lot as a, as as a person. So from the land, from the land itself. Yep. Uh, we'll just go. I mean, the winner of this fight's going to get Francis and Ganu, no doubt, right? Oh yeah, and dude, Stipe and Francis Ngannou would be a hell of a lot funner to watch than fucking Stipe. And, I mean, than uh, Francis Ngannou in DC. Yeah, I mean, Francis Ngannou's a stud. He'll destroy DC. Him and Stipe might be a little bit different, um, but like like Jared said, I mean, there's not. We don't have in depth lines yet. Stipe is plus one fifteen, which is solid value. Yep. They're yep. all very close. This is probably one of the fights one of the cards that we've covered where these lines are all like even even the even the first two fights there's a couple two fights we didn't cover because they're a little bit deeper and like deeper in the division but those are good ones as well we may even do a twitch stream of just like travis and i reacting to the fights not actually showing it because that's illegal um but maybe just us reacting to it while we're watching it who knows it depends how drunk we get on saturday So that covers our UFC 241 talk. And then, of course, we're trying to implement some new fun things at the end. I have some questions for us to answer. The first two are sports-related, and the second two aren't to keep you guys around. Um, number one, are you ready for it? Yeah, shoot. I have, by the way, guys, I have no idea about any of these. Yeah, I, I come up with these on my own. Stuart has no idea. But I'll answer them, too, because I don't, I don't type out an answer. So if you have to pick one player in fantasy football – to not play against you all year, uh, who is it? Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. Yep. Really? Because he has the ability to go off any week and get fucking like five, six touchdowns, which is already like 30, 40 points. So, yeah, I'm going to pass up on Patrick Mahomes. I like that. I'm going to go – I'm just going to go different, and I'm going to have to say Saquon Barkley, just because, especially if it's PPR, even a half-point PPR. I, I don't want to play against him because he's getting 25, 26 points. Yeah. No. As a running back. Those are both right. good wins. I thought that was a pretty good one. Here's number two, the last sports one of the bunch. How much money would it take for you to quit watching sports for the rest of your life? Shit, man, that's a tough one. I would definitely have to have enough money to go fucking like go live on a yacht in the Bahamas for the rest of my life because that's the only place I wouldn't be able to watch sports. We'd still Uh, be able to do the podcast. You just can't watch them. Yeah, but I want to know dick about it. I would just have to research (laughs) about it. Um, dude, I'm going to say at least a hundred million, a hundred million. Yeah. I was thinking, wow. 
he Jared times mine by ten. I was gonna say ten million would probably be enough. Dude, but my thing is like if I have if I am you gonna have enough the Bahamas for ten million dollars. Yeah, you could move there, but what are you gonna you're not, you're gonna live in the okay. Maybe ten. I'm gonna say hundred million because I want a fucking yacht and just travel the ocean. Sure wants to live bougie as hell. That's what yeah, dude. Want. I want a fucking Jordan Belfort this bitch up, dude. <laughs> fucking dude. fucking leaving. <laughs> God, all right, all right. Ten million, hundred million. That, I mean, that's a serious one. <laughs> that's a serious one to think about uh, because that would be kind of terror to to never watch sports ever again. I think I think I could live comfortably with my wife and my dogs on a fucking boat. And travel the Caribbean the rest of my life, but not watch sports. I think. I honestly right. think I could. All right, here here's an here's the one that involves a lot of thinking, and this this can be for everyone. I like this one a lot. I came up with this on my own. Didn't research either of these last two. You have to eliminate one of these three from your life forever. Or no, I'm sorry. Yeah, you have to eliminate one of these three from your life forever. Just one. Uh, cheese, meat. Or alcohol. Ooh, shit. Ooh. That's dude, tough. Because my initial instinct is cheese, but that's pizza. Dude, I, I was going to say, I'm going to have to go cheese too. I could eat fucking pizza with just sauce and meat on it. I don't have to have the cheese. <laughs> I can't, I can't not eat meat the rest of my life. And I'm definitely, I mean, I'm going to sound like an alcoholic, but you ask <laughs> 90 fucking percent of America, they're going to say, yeah, um, I need alcohol. I mean, like, fucking, I mean, shit. I, even if I just sit down and have a glass of wine while I'm watching TV in the evening times. I mean. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be. Uh, it's got to be cheese. Definitely. I mean, it, it sounds bad. Last, the last one I'm eliminating is alcohol. Sorry. I don't know, dude. Like, meat and alcohol are tough. Are, are two tough ones. I almost want to yeah. call Carly in here and ask her. <laughs> it's a tough one. Hope you guys, uh, if you're listening this this far, let us know which one you would eliminate. Hold on one second. I gotta ask her, dude. I gotta bring her. I gotta bring her, bring her in here for, for these okay. last two. Hold up. Hold up. Two seconds, guys. We're gonna bring in Carly for oh, the first she, time ever. She's gonna be on it. Let's see. Let's hear it. Carly. Carly. <laughs> Come here. Really? Wow. She went meat. I hear Jared in the back. Oh, she went meat. She went meat. Meat. Wow. That's a bold strategy, Cotton. I know. I know. All right. All right. What's, what's the last question? The last one. All right. You can only drink three beverages for the rest of your life. What would they be? And they have to be specific. So it can't be like just beer. You get three beverages. That's it. So I get three beverages the rest of my life. Three, three beverages the rest of your life. They have to be specific beverages, and you can only drink those. Obviously, one's going to be water. Yeah, you have to have water, water to water to survive. Um, Travis, you know me super well. I'm going to go milk. Water, milk, water, milk, and everyone's going to like. You can't just casually because like I now I have nothing to mix hard alcohol with. So it's gotta be some type of beer. It's gotta be a beer and everyone's going to be like, Oh, you're such a basic fucking dude, but I'm going to go 
bottle, like glass bottle Bud Light. Because glass I, bottle, beer, glass bottle of Bud Light, milk, and water. I mean, what else do you need? And you got Ron Swanson over here just eating fucking steak the rest of his life because he can't eat cheese. Steak, um, steak and fucking, uh, what was the other one I had to choose from? Uh, I mean, there's cheese meat. Alcohol. Alcohol. So now I'm stuck with fucking just milk, water, Bud Light bottles, and fucking meat, essentially. <laughs> there you go. That's Jared's fucking diet. That's, that's all he gets the rest of his life. I'm honestly, I mean, it has to be water as one of them. And then yeah. some sort of beer, because, I mean, there's just times where I'm not drinking hard alcohol. Uh, no, me, no, but, but you just said you can't pick just beer. I know. I had, so it's going to have to be one. Mick Ultra for number two. Can or bottle? I guess it doesn't matter for you. Uh, I'm I'm going bottle. I mean, I'm not yeah. doing that can bullshit. And then the, that third one's really tough for me. Um, I'm honestly, I got to do it just because I could probably go without doing milk. I'm going to do Coke Zero. I'm actually going to change my milk to coffee. Ooh, fuck. I forgot about coffee. Got to have coffee. I switched it up. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, dude. I cannot, mean, I cannot not have coffee. The more I think about it, the more often I'm going on. I used to have milk with like every single meal, like breakfast, lunch, dinner, like a fucking weirdo. But now the more and more I'm getting older, I'm having more water and beer with dinner than I am milk. <laughs> so bad as that sounds. Fucking, I'm spending $5, $4 a gallon on milk. I'm going to spend $6 on a six. Bro, I just I got a 1% gallon, the great value kind at Walmart today for two thirty eight. So, bang. That's fine. I'll still stick. We're, I guess we're both going our types of beer, water, and coffee. Well, and I, literally have, I literally have two cups of coffee every single morning. So, I mean, I at least have to have a coffee or an energy drink, but I prefer coffee. So, yep. there it Same. is. That's so, your episode of the NFC West. UFC 241 and some questions. So we'll be back next week, guys. Next week, we'll have the NFC North, and it'll be our first gambling lines of the year. We have college football on next week. Thank you. Let's go. Hope you like these goodies. Play it out. You can ask anybody because they seem to do it. Barricades are run right through them. Use to them. Throw all the dirt you want. No use. Still won't have a pen up in a fabulous room. Back picking out a basket of fruit. I love you, boy. Yeah, freaking Petey, love you too. <laughs> you know how I do.
redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a world. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.